Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez here with Aaron Keller, and today we have Ryan Brock with Wild Sheep Foundation with us. Ryan, it's been a minute since you've been on the podcast with us. It has. It's been a while, so it's good to be back here again. It feels good in a little bit different setting this time, since we're still over Zoom. I think last we had you, we were still in the podcast room. We were in the podcast room and, and using your fancy setup and everything. And, you know, maybe next time we'll be hopefully back there again. Exactly. And it's actually exciting that we have you here because we hadn't had you for a while, because obviously, as everyone knows, the COVID-19 pandemic's been going on for the last year and a half. But um, finally, we're starting to have, there's starting to be more events to promote again um, and that's why you're here. We have the Nevada Outdoor Experience Youth Outdoor Expo coming up. So pretty exciting stuff to have it. We It skipped 2020, understandably, and now it's happening again in 2021. Correct. Yeah, we were, you know, good to go last year. And then, you know, once it hit in March, we started assessing. And yeah, obviously everything got canceled and, and uh, it's been slow, you know, in general with a lot of things. And so we're happy that things are moving you know, at least in the right direction and, and slowly things are opening back up. So we're glad to, to offer it again this year. Very exciting. And for those who don't know what it is, could you explain what the Nevada Outdoor Experience is? Yeah, so the Nevada Outdoor Experience started almost a decade ago. Um, it started in, in Reno, um, where I basically started putting on a, a youth outdoor expo. And we did it one year uh, when the, the gun shooting facility was here in, in Reno. And then they closed and we moved to Carson City. And then we teamed up with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. They had a similar type of event called Calf Camp. And we ended up merging the two events um, and making it a little bit bigger and a little bit better. And the goal really is just to get kids outdoors, um, let families experience um, a bunch of different activities that are in their area that deals with the outdoors. We really want uh, kids and families to be spending positive times in the outdoors so that um, they want to help protect those and, and utilize those nice spaces that we have in our area. It really does seem like forever ago when we did it up at Sage Hill. Yeah. That was a long time ago. And, and yeah. it, for the first event, it worked out pretty well. And it's, it, it's come a long way since then. But it's still predominantly, you know, a same style of event where we just have a youth outdoor expo, different stations um, put on by a bunch of different organizations. I really just am kind of a manager on trying to get outdoor groups of all aspects to come and basically promote what they're all about. Right. When we, I remember when you first kind of brainstormed this idea, it was after we had done the, the youth conservation and it was all inside and we were like how you're how do we get kids outside and doing the same thing because that was the one thing that was kind of missing from that experience and right right and when you do move it outside you can do other things that you can't do in that indoor realm and so we we're able to then kind of introduce the trap and the skeet and and do uh 
um, trap archery with wasting arrows coming in. And so it did, it opened up a little bit more doors. We could do metal detecting and gold panning. And, and, and it was, it was a different transition trying to figure out what that would look like. And, and it's worked out really well. And I bet this year more than ever people, especially families with their kids are ready to get outside and go to something fun like this. So what is the date of it and where is it happening? So the date is Saturday, June 12th, and it's taking place in Carson City at uh, Capital City Gun Club, um, 3590 Arrowhead Drive. And we've had it there for the past, man, six, seven, eight years um, down there. And they work really well with us. Uh, they let us kind of use a whole part of that facility. And, and we just take up the whole parking lot for the most part with the stations. And, uh, and it runs from nine o'clock to about one o'clock. So it's a good, you know, morning event. You can come for, for an hour and a half or, or all four hours if you want and, and experience what, what we have to offer there. And what are all the different stations? Is it pretty much the same as it's been in the past or any changes? There have been changes. You know, we still have some organizations that um, haven't been able to get clearance um, to kind of be a part of this. Uh, we have other organizations that are short on volunteers. But we do have some new organizations that are hopping on board and, and excited to be there. Um, we have the Carson City Sheriff's Search and Rescue, um, which they, they were happy to try and be a part last year and then it was canceled. Um, so we, we have them this year. Delta Waterfowl um, is coming in and they're going to do some duck calling with the kids. And so that'll be kind of fun. I think he's actually coming over from California to help out. Um, we have uh, some scouts will be there, Troop 55. Uh, it's an all-girl scout troop, and they've actually have several eagles. They're some of the first girls in Nevada to get eagle ranks, and so they come. They're doing like a tracking station for us, uh, but uh, we have a lot of the same ones. Northern Nevada Safari Club International will be there, and they have their uh, hands-on trailer with uh, mounted animals that you can learn about, about a different uh, animals in, in the nation. Uh, NBUs will be there. Uh, we'll have Washoe Lake State Park. They've been there over and over every year and really promoting that park service. Who else will be there? Uh, range management, Nevada section for range management, where they kind of educate a little bit on the rangelands that we have in our state, Tahoe Rim Trail. So it's not just, you know, um, shooting sports. It's not just hunting groups. It's a broad range um, of a whole bunch. The Hunt and Audubon Society is trying to be there and and if they're able to come again this year and find volunteers, they always have beautiful mounts. And they really try to teach families of, you know, how you can go bird watching, you know, close to your house and, and even different areas around us in our community that really offer spectacular bird watching opportunities. Exactly. Lots of options for people of all, with all different types of interests. And that has to be exciting for a lot of kids who... I don't know, they haven't been exposed to this sort of thing, especially, I mean, I keep going back to it after this year, a lot of people were stuck inside last summer. So people are, you know, connecting more to the outdoors more now than ever. Right, and it's been interesting, you know, this spring, early winter, we started trying to offer, you know, under the guidelines that we had in our state, some really small youth activities, like at local archery ranges, where we could do seven kids at a time or 12 kids, depending on the range. And it was amazing when I just send out just an email, it would fill up in, in minutes. And then I'd have these huge waiting lists. And it was kind of interesting to see that there, there's a lot of people ready to start 
you know, getting out there and doing stuff. And so um, I'm really hoping that we have a good turnout. Usually we have around 250, 300 kids. Um, you know, this year we'll, we'll see. It's hard to really tell with that. I think, I think families, a lot of families are really ready to be out there and, and start doing stuff. And especially with some of the, the openings we've had, you know, this event is outdoors. Um, we're spread out. So there's lots of room. And so that makes it, you know, a nice environment as well in that transitional period from, you know, the COVID regulations and kind of moving to that, you know, more, more non-COVID re regulations. Yeah, before we started recording, I was, I was thinking of how I could politely say that if you're going to attend this event, you should bring your walking shoes because there's so, it's, it is very spread out. There's, it's all around the whole parking lot and um, you can do all sorts of different things that, so it is very COVID friendly um, for anybody that's listening and kind of thinking of stuff to do on that weekend. It's, you can come out and enjoy and walk around and hopefully the weather's nice and it's a cool spot and you get to learn a lot of cool skills. And my kids never want to leave when we go to it. I know that. So. Yeah, it's good. And there, and there's some popular ones too, that kids hop back in line for the, the rock climbing wall. Um, that's one that, you know, always seems to have a little, little line to it. Um, but there's so much to do. They'll come back to it later and hop back in and, Metal detecting seems to be pretty popular for certain kids that they like going and finding things. Uh, and that, that organization lets them keep what they find and they plant a bunch of things ahead of time. And the gold panning seems always really popular. And so we have those hands-on um, educational co concepts. And then we have just outdoor organizations, you know, that are really just kind of promoting their conservation um, aspect. And so it's a nice touch for both realms that the kids aren't the only ones who are learning you know, the families are taking bits and pieces away as well. And I know every year I go, I learn new things. I, I'm managing things, but I'm still going around thanking volunteers. And while I'm there, I'm picking up on, oh man, I didn't know you had a new trail map, you know? And so it is nice that I'm really involved in the outdoors and I still walk away with, with something new every year. You yeah, it was the same way. Get a lot of good ideas and resources of things to do with your family, just talking to these different groups. Stuff. Yeah, I was really surprised at what my kids gravitated towards, what stations, <laughs> expecting them to go want to shoot the guns and the bows, and they weren't all about that on those days. They they kind of gravitated to some of those other ones, and, and for any parents that are listening, you do kind of get to stand back if you want and let them just learn. The instructors are awesome. All the volunteers, they're so positive, and they want to get kids in and they want to get their hands dirty and they want them to do the activities that are there. And uh, it's just a really positive experience. Yeah, and I, and I oh, think that family component is, is, is a good point that, you know, some parents will stand back and think it's just for the kids. And, and it is for the kids, but there's a lot of parents who haven't shot a bow or haven't shot trap. And we're just as encouraging them because if we can't get the parents on board that, hey, this is cool, the kids walk away excited and it just kind of falls through. So you've got to kind of ignite the flame under the whole family so that the parents want to kind of try some things out. And then they kind of keep pulling the kids into it as well with that. Very true. Ryan, I remember um, your kids have made appearances on the podcast before. And I think your son, one of them, I think like the rock climbing wall, which you said is pretty popular. Did you try the wall out? 
That was, yeah, my daughter's the one that really liked that rock oh, climbing. Oh, yeah, it's her. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've done it myself before. I think it's, uh, I, I think it's fun. I love it rock climbing. And, <laughs> and, uh, and that's nice because the one that, that uh, the gentleman brings usually has, you know, four people or three people going at a time. And there's one on each side of the, the rock wall there. And so, you know, if they know each other, sometimes there's that friendly competition where, you know, ready to go and they kind of race up going together. And, and other times they're just trying different routes because there's different handholds they can go. Uh, so it's fun. You know, it's a good way just to introduce them to a basic sport of rock climbing. And, and then maybe they go pursuing that at an indoor range later on. And that might turn into an outdoor hobby at some point. Very true. Well, that actually brings us to our first break, but we will be right back. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are excited to be talking about the Nevada outdoor experience with Ryan Brock with the Wild Sheep Foundation. Ryan, as we said in the first half, it's great to have you back. And you were explaining everything people can expect at this year's Nevada outdoor experience. Um, And you said this year, it's the year that it's returning. And you actually said there's some fun new stuff that people could look forward to. Yeah, so we have, um, we've always had archery. And depending on the year, we might have one or two different stations of archery. Um, so besides target archery this year, we have a group called First Hunt Foundation who's coming in and they're going to try to set up a little mini course of 3D archery. Um, so it won't be a walking course, but you know, kind of trying to teach the difference within those sports that you have your target archery and there's a set of rules for that. And then a different station would be, you know, if you want to compete at the 3D level, that's a whole different realm of targets at different distances and you judging those distances. And so I'm kind of excited for that, that we're going to have that as, as a new station and a new group running that. Um, and it's always great to have new groups coming in. Um, we have, um, you know, the event is all free. And so all this stuff is free for kids. And I think that that's important. And I don't know if we mentioned that earlier. We did um, it. Good point. Yeah. And for those of you who've been there before, we always have served a free lunch as well. And this year we kind of decided to steer away from that. Um, as we were kind of planning this a couple months ago. Um, so there won't be a free lunch or anything, but we do have um, Kim's Cool Treats. Uh, it's an ice cream truck trailer, um, and she's bringing that in, and that will be, you know, ice cream for purchase. So hopefully if it's a good hot day, you know, there's something cool to help them kind of refresh with that. Um, but that'll be something new. We've never tried something like that. Um, so that'll be good. Um, what else is there? Um, you said something about raptors oh yes so we have uh, a lady who is part of um, a local organization and they have uh, hawks and falcons and so i'm not sure what what she's bringing specifically but we've tried for several years to bring in some live animals and so we'll have um, at least one or two hawks or falcons that um, families can come learn about and, and that's kind of neat. We've never been able to do that at the outdoor setting. And so I'm excited about that. That's always a hit 
anytime you get, can get uh, birds of prey like that at an event, that's going to be fun. People are yeah. probably going to be excited about that. Yeah, yeah. We're hoping to have a station on casting. Um, and it's uh, kind of one you set up and it's, you know, using a spinning reel and there's kind of some plastic fish that you know, hooks in and kind of brings them back that way. So hoping to pull through with that. Um, the gold panning, I think I mentioned that earlier, but that's always a really fun station. And, and then the conservation groups, you know, we'll have a, a station with bighorn sheep um, because that's obviously the organization that, that we're, we're passionate about conserving and making sure those numbers continue to grow in our state. So we'll have tables set up of all sorts of hides and, and skulls and educational materials um, teaching about bighorn sheep. Um, as well, many other groups that, that are passionate about whatever their species is that, that they're trying to conserve. Yeah, Lots I, going on. I have such a, uh, a positive image of Ryan Brock because every time <laughs> that I see you, we're doing something fun. Like it could be an event, it could be with the kids, it can be what you do in your personal time um, with your family. There's, there's, you're, just hitting it on so many different levels. And I don't think COVID has really slowed you down too much. So. You know, it's been nice. I've had more time with my family, which has been not a bad thing at all. And so things are kind of getting a little bit busy and we're noticing already some of that. But yeah, no, it, it's good to involve all aspects into there for sure. Yeah, and the events and stuff are, it seems like the same. Like if I was to think of something fun to do on the weekend, Usually your events kind of dovetail right into that. And we've been to some of the archery shoots with the boys and stuff, and it's they're always so positive, and the kids have a great time. And so this, I know this won't be any different. Yeah, and this event is short enough. You know, it's not an all-day thing. So if you have things going on in the afternoon, you know, you can stop in for a couple hours and hit, you know, pretty much everything in a couple hours. You know, if you want to stay longer and do some of those events more, then that works out really well as well um, with that. So we're still trying to pull in the raffle prizes yet. Usually we have a sponsorship for uh, free youth raffles. Um, it might be that we just have to, you know, use some funding and go buy some really cool outdoor items for kids. And usually when uh, families come and register the day of the event, they don't have to uh, sign up ahead of time. You just show up that we usually have like a little goodie bag and then we usually give them seven or so raffle tickets. And then we have a several tables set up of raffle bins and they get to choose what items they want to try to win and write their name and phone number on the back and throw it in there. And we kind of draw throughout the day in the past. And so every hour, every half hour, you know, we draw, we call, Hey, are you still here? Come on back. Your you know, child just won a fishing pole or, or won the kayak or one, you know, whatever gold pan set. We really try to do theme based based on a lot of the groups that are there. So we've had metal detectors and um, binoculars and, and all of that. So we're really planning on doing that again um, as well. We're still trying to dial in. It's It's been a little different in planning this year just because of the changes and who's who can be there and who has volunteers. So not as laid out as in years past, but we've done it so many times. It'll still execute very well and, and be a, a great event. I think people are just excited it's back and clearly there's still a lot to look forward to with it. So. Absolutely. And, and it's neat, you know, we've collected data over the years on kids who come and, you know, our registration is pretty simple. The only reason we really do registration is just to get a count of how many kids were there 
and a quick background on what type of families are bringing kids to the events because our goal is kind of twofold. It's, um, it's to captivate families who maybe aren't into the outdoors at all, you know, try to turn them on to the passions of the outdoors so that, you know, they'll help protect them, you know, and as those kids grow up, they'll be part of the voting public and we want them to, you know, vote positively in terms of those outdoor spaces. Um, but it's also trying to push those families who are already in the outdoors, you know, further in a direction by, by giving, you know, higher level opportunities or, or things that maybe they're real big into archery, but they've never tried, you know, this aspect. They've never done gold panning. What? And then try that. And that might be something that the kid asked for for Christmas or gold pans. And so we've collected data and we ask usually like five questions. And usually it's through a quick little survey that when they, they show up. And um, last time we did this, which was 2019, 24% uh, of the, the kids who attended, and we had 250 kids that year, had never fished before. And so that's something that, you know, I look at and think of a fourth. That to me is a lot of kids who have never fished. Um, and so that was one aspect. Um, camping, 30% of the kids had never camped before in their lives. Um, and then half of them have never shot a bow. And what's really interesting, and, and Aaron, you, you know, you've been to a lot of these type of events that the kids get excited. And I always run into kids. I'm also a school teacher in town. So I, I invite a lot of my former students and current students. And you'll talk to families afterwards. And they'll talk about running down to Sportsman's Warehouse or Cabela's or Shields and, and buying a bow at, right after the event because they get excited about it. Or they'll ask for it for birthday or Christmas. And so to see that half had never shot a bow, you know, is... I don't know. There's two sides to that. I get really excited because hopefully I've turned on some kids to that. Um, but also going, wow, you know, by 10, 11 years old, I would have thought maybe more kids would have shot a bow. So it's just interesting having the data that we've collected from year to year. And it's always right in there. The year before, I think it was 30% hadn't fished and about 25 hadn't camped. Um, and we almost have almost exactly 50% boys, 50% girls who attend. Uh, and then it's all ages. We get those young kids, five, six-year-olds. We have things for them to do. And then we have, uh, you know, those 13, 14-year-olds um, as well uh, because we offer that trap and skeet. So you even get those older kids that are in there trying to learn how to shoot a shotgun uh, with that. But, but the age group that is, is the main group of those eight, nine, 10, and 11-year-olds, that's the one that we see half half the population are kind of that group. It's like that event that pulls those families in. That's crazy. That has to feel good to be part of the event though. That is, it's exposing them to that. It is neat. And, and last year for the first time, we asked a question on like, what groups had you never heard of before you came to this event? And, you know, Nevada Department of Wildlife was one of the events that, you know, it was like 10% of the people have never heard of them. And I'm no. like, wow. <laughs> so, but it was interesting. And I think that gives justification for a lot of those groups being there because they're promoting what they stand for. And, um, you know, some of those groups, I believe, you know, the general public should just know about, you know, at least a little bit of. And, and for the most part, you know, those big groups people do, but there's, you know, some that answers that really surprised me on, on some of those questionnaires. That's why we're all for promoting this and helping you get the word out because it is so important. 
Absolutely. So yeah, so those of you that are around on uh, June 12th, you know, school's, school's out just before that, and hopefully the weather's good, and usually it's a little breezy, but it's never, you know, done any harm. You know, the biggest thing would be the uh, rock climbing wall, and we just keep an eye on that, but the breeze also helps keep us cool. And so, you know, that should be dialed in, and we should be good to go. Yeah, and we will post the flyer. You had sent us a flyer on our Facebook, on Endow's Facebook, um, to get the word out. But also, I like how the flyer says, simply show up for the event. There, It's free. You just show up. Yep. So it can be last minute. It can be, man, we have an hour before a soccer game this afternoon. Let's swing by and, and check this out. Um, or, you know, help us spread the news. You know, the, the hardest issue we have is getting the word out. Um, we found that about 50% of the people heard about it through Facebook last year. Um, and so we usually do an ad and pay about $500 just to get the word out. It's, it's hard to get the word out. You know, we've tried newspapers, we've tried radio, and those haven't been as effective as just word of mouth through just emails and letting families know. So um, those of you, you know, watching or listening, you know, help us spread the word of this event. Just let families know that it's out there, that Carson City is pretty centrally located for Minden and Gardnerville and Urington and quick drive from Reno going down there. So it's a nice location to hold it. It really is. Well, we're excited about it. We're excited to have you back talking about it. And hopefully we'll have you back on and we'll be in the podcast room talking about a ton of other fun events going on soon. So absolutely. Of course. Well, that does it. We're all out of time, but definitely head to the Nevada Outdoor Experience on June 12th from 9 to 1. And thank you everyone for listening. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.